Welcome to Paulding County Business Weekly, a look at businesses, products, and services in Paulding County and how they interact with national and global markets, sponsored by Ohio Means Jobs of Defiance in Paulding Counties. With today's special guest, here's Economic Development Director Tim Copsey. We welcome you today to Paulding County Business Weekly. Today we are excited to have Roy Kloppenstein, District 82 State Representative, on the show with us. We want to welcome you, the listener, to our podcast where we introduce business owners, elected officials, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and not-for-profit partners to you. The point of our podcast is to help residents and students of Paulding County, Ohio, and beyond understand the great businesses and opportunities we have available here in our county. Welcome, Roy. Well, it's good to be here, Tim. Uh, I know we've talked through the years on different things. I think this is the first podcast that I've had the opportunity to do with you. You are already famous, so I'm oh, sort of no. excited to uh, <laughs> uh, join your train here and, and be a live podcast uh, individual or whatever you call it. Well, thank you for that uh, acknowledgement. Uh, we appreciate that. Roy, let's talk a little bit about uh, your history and how uh, where you got today. Thanks, Tim. It is good to be here, by the way. Um, it's always good to come back local. It's always good to come back and see the folks that you grew up with and you live with. And one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past, every time you come home, you have a, a more of an appreciation for That's a the, fact. the folks back yes. here. So um, first of all, thank you. Thanks for what you do. But, you know, my background is um, born and raised in Paulding County. Uh, in fact, I live in the uh, same house or same uh, lot that I was uh, born on some uh, few years ago. Boy, that doesn't always happen, does it? It, it doesn't always happen, but uh, that was part of the opportunity I was blessed with growing up on a farm. Um, you know, two older brothers, two older sisters, and even from a young age, always knew I wanted to be a farmer. You know, as you look at the opportunities today, sometimes kids struggle, uh, or I shouldn't just say kids, it's young adults, it's yeah. all of us. Uh, yeah. You know, we always have some goals, things we'd like to do and like to try. But for my earliest days, I wanted to be a farmer. And and, and I had that opportunity with uh, my dad and, and one older brother. And I graduated in 79 um, from Wayne Trace. Uh, took my senior year down at Vantage. Uh, at that time, uh, a, a true story, I had a classmate that actually named Vantage. They had a little contest. That right? Yeah. That's good. And uh, he, he come up with the name Vantage, and I think he got a 25 or a $50. Uh, <laughs> and all these uh, years later, all the royalties. Yeah, yeah all, the, all the royalties. But um, So I went to Vantage my senior year in egg business, um, and, and it was a good program. Uh, taught sort of the basics of, of business into ag, and... Uh, Went home and started farming uh, with my dad and one older brother. Um, those of us that are old enough, the late 70s, early 80s, were some really interesting times in business as far as uh, 16, 18, 20% interest yeah, rates. So they, they, don't, they think they're high now. Boy, back then it was a little different, wasn't it? It, it was a lot different. Yeah. So that's when I started into farming. So that sort of shaped... Uh, you know how I look at business and how I do business, um, not only at the time when I started, but... My dad uh, was a child that come through the Depression. So, you know, the stories he told are probably more his actions sort of formed uh, how I looked and did things in business and, and really how I look and do things in government. Um, but grew up on the farm, um, you know, come through the 4-H program and the FFA program at, at Wayne Trace in Paulding County. Um, still a real supporter of those programs. Uh, every kid ought to be in 4-H. 
uh, or FFA. They're great leadership yep. programs. So, you know, one of the things I would tell young kids uh, or the parents maybe of the young kids, get them involved in 4-H. And if you have opportunity, uh, take take some FFA time too because they're, they're great leadership programs. Um, 4-H makes learning fun and, and it builds that uh, goal setting. You know, you start out with a, a project and it's a project of interest, which couldn't lead something down the road. But I think we're sort of off on a rabbit well, trail. But I, I, I feel the same, Roy. I, I was in the 4-H and went through junior leaders. And, and there were times when you thought, man, this Robert's Rule stuff, when am I ever going to use that? And here I am conducting meetings now at a county level and using those uh, techniques today. You, you know, that's something that ought to be taught, the Robert's yeah. Rules of Order, um, from our from our consuls to our townships to every level. Um, you notice at the most... When somebody doesn't know it. You, you do. And, and, and how they conduct a meeting. But So I grew up on a farm, um, active in the community as far as uh, 4-H programs and uh, township zoning, uh, a whole host of things. And uh, probably when Tony Berkeley decided not to run, there was an open seat there at the commissioner level. And had some folks reach out to me and say, hey, you need to at least consider doing that. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but somehow I thought, yeah, I'll go serve a term, do my public service, and go back to my tractor seat. But I thoroughly enjoyed the county commissioner um, role. You could see what it did in the community. Uh, the people were right there beside you. It was, it was a great way to give back. I served with some excellent people along the way. And it was just enjoyable you get to see things and maybe be involved in some things that are long-term. At least I like long-term. That makes it good for our kids and our grandkids yep. and, and makes our community better for the folks that want to stay here or come back here. And, and it's sort of interesting. You see this, too, is um, young people say, hey, I want to get away. I want to get to the big city. Yep. And somehow when they get married and have a family, they say, you know what? I want the values. Yep. I, I want the uh camaraderie or whatever it is back in Paulding County, back in Northwest yes. Ohio. It's just not Paulding County. Oh, no. I, it's, I, it's, I, the, I mean, it's the Northwest Ohio region. It really is. It's the Northwest Ohio region. And uh, some things that I just take for granted, um, boy, other folks don't have. Oh, you, you aren't kidding. And it doesn't take long to get away from here and my former travels uh, to other places around the country. And you realize, man, we really have a good uh, I, I want to get back home. Yeah, and not only have it good, our forefathers did some great things to set up government at, at all levels. But the values that really make democracy work, the principles that make democracy work, you have to work at protecting them. Yep. You, you have to work at preserving them. You have to work at teaching them. And, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson said some really good things, and I, I can't repeat them all, but to paraphrase, uh, you know, some of the things that they come back with, if we don't preserve it, protect it, and realize we are the government, it's going to implode from within. Yep. And, and unfortunately, there's some uh, things that get done now that are really short-term thinking, and are, we'll implode upon ourselves if we're not very careful. Yep. Roy, I want to go back and touch on the piece uh, back in your early history of Vantage. Uh, recently, you and I were both there for the open house. And has that changed since uh, you were there at all? 
You know, it makes me smile. We're both smiling at each other because you already know the answer. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, when I went to Vantage my senior year, it was a one-year program, and the concept or the uh, stigma of Vantage was uh, the, the kids that went there were um, not the brightest. Uh, they They were just a way to get them a diploma. It didn't have the connotation of that's a great part, a great contributor to the community. Maybe part of that was deserved as those uh, technical schools and career centers evolved. But the difference from then to today is stark. It uh, is. It, it is a tremendous asset now. Uh, the people or the young people that come out of there with the training they receive on uh, technology, uh, everything that they offer they're a valuable asset to our community and to our employers. And, and sometimes we don't realize the skill sets and the things that they develop. And it's a much uh, a stronger program today. You know, I don't know, you couldn't put a percentage to it. Maybe it was the students back then that were holding it back. But it is such a valuable asset today that I don't know what we would do without it. I, I agree with that. And, and I've, I've had the opportunity through this uh, new job to see some of the other career centers in our district, and wow, they do some tremendous things. And uh, these young people can come out with certifications. They can come out ready to join the workforce and and debt free, debt free. And we always know there's you can't replace experience. And some of these programs start getting that experience, so they don't go to the job with a glazed over look in their yes. eyes. They certainly don't know everything because we don't know everything. Right. We're still learning. But the things that they do coming out of that Vantage program in uh, Four County, it's pretty tremendous. And uh, the, one of the pieces that I really like about it is the fact that they continue to evolve. Even in the four short years that I've been here uh, in this seat and working with Rick and the team over there, you know, all of a sudden they're offering this drone training. And that drone training is now used in so many different aspects, agriculture and delivery and all these pieces. And here they are. They've realized that, that this is a coming thing and it's going to be around a while. So now they're offering that training right there at the school. All their programs are evolving. The program that uh, I went through on ag businesses, I don't know when that program was dropped, but the things that they offer today fit the needs of today. And they have that ability to say, hey, this program isn't being asked for anymore. And, and we need to change to what we need. Um, the high schools or the, the your elementaries ought to be, and for the most part, are reading and writing and arithmetic and science. But when you get out to Vantage's that hands-on, uh, and the neat thing is, you know, ag business for me, it's what I wanted to do. So I like the program. Yep. Those kids can get not only get in there and get their hands into what they like, but they also could learn, you know what, I don't necessarily care for this. Yes. And uh, they still have that opportunity to go back and go on to a associate's degree at a community college yes. or even go on to a four-year college. So, and, and they haven't uh, exhausted any funds to figure that out. Exactly. It, exactly. It's a perfect fit. And if nothing else, they have that skill set for a, a really good hobby later on if yeah. they want to come back and work on a, a car in their garage. But <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, yeah, Vantage does. It's, it's an evolve, continuously evolving program that fits the needs of the people and the employers in the area. Yep. 
So then we're going to now switch over to the government side and down to the basic level of what uh, our office, uh, the Economic Development Office, works with. And you obviously were deep into it. But, man, our, our townships, we have 12 townships in this county, but uh, those guys are pretty darn good at what they do, but they're aging. So we are going to need to have some students here pretty soon that are going to have to be able to step up into those roles and uh, help us out with the future of each township in this county. And we also have on another aspect, the municipalities with uh, needing council members. But then eventually that's going to lead to commissioners that are going to be basically in the same boat. You want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, you know, back in eighth grade, I think when I was in eighth grade, we had a required class Ohio history, and I, it seemed like it was one quarter or one semester. And that Ohio history sort of went through what local government was. But I'll be the first to admit, in eighth grade, um, I wasn't too caring about that. But, you know, not only from our local volunteer EMTs to firefighters, to township trustees, to city councils, and, you know, just in Pauling County, I believe we have 11 villages. You take 11 villages times uh, five or six council members and a mayor and a fiscal clerk, and you take three uh, township trustees. So So the need for people that are willing to give back to their community it's a, it's a rewarding job, and when I say rewarding, um, you're making it better for your neighbors. You're making it better, hopefully, for your kids, uh, and, and we need those people to get involved. You know, I hear it, and I hear it frequently, not only uh, in northwest Ohio, but it's across the state and it's across the country. When I say the need for volunteers, now I, I know the township trustees get paid something, and so do council members. It's not a living um, you're giving back. But regardless, you only get as much out of something as what you're willing to give. And and we need these, uh, you know, the, the ideal cross-section of a, a council or township trustees or commissioners is um, you, you have someone that's young that wants to learn. You have someone that's sort of in the middle of life that really doesn't have time to be there, but they're there because they want to contribute. And then you maybe have um, someone that's uh, at grizzled the, veterans. Yeah, they, grizzled <laughs> veterans. Yeah, I'm looking at you. And, and, but but at the, at that seasoned, uh, you know, they've had a lot of life's experiences. Mm-hmm. They may have a little more time. They may not have the back that the younger person has, but they've got the knowledge. So, you know, the really good ones, and I'm I'm not saying they're not good if they're all senior citizens or older like we are. But if you have that cross section. And, and their work together, yep. um, boy, it just prepares the future. And, and we can see it. Um, we can get into the, the, the House of Representatives. But um, when you can get a cross-section of people that all want to bring their life's experiences and all want to contribute, um, you can get some good things done. Yep. And, and I think we have some outstanding things going on around the county in both municipal and um, township government that is doing great for our county. And, and, you know, one of the things in government, our, our forefathers set up a really good system. Um, should it be changed in some ways? And, and the way I bring this up is um, we hear things at the state level, and, and if you're a township trustee, don't throw anything at me. But, <laughs> you know, we get we get have the conversation, is a township structure outdated? Does it need consolidated? Do we need to do away with it entirely? Um 
And I, I would say no, yes, maybe to a lot of questions. Um, and where, where I'm going with this point is because of today's inflation and the cost of equipment and the manpower, and I would say to the trustees, the more you can work together, the more you can work with uh, the neighboring township, whether it's shared equipment, whether it's shared labor, and this really goes to the villages. Too. Absolutely. Um, we're, we're talking about that in our mayor's meeting. Yeah. We, in the 82nd district, we only have two cities. That's Defiance and Van Wert. Everything else is a village, and I think there must be around 40, yeah, 40, 40 some villages. And all of them have the same challenges. All of them have the same need for good council members. All of them have the same, uh, the money trees pretty pruned, and everything is so expensive. But um, not only are we better when we work together, we're stronger and we get more stuff done. Yep. But so, so the need is, yes, we need township trustees. Yes, we need council members. Yes, we need collaboration. And that's where you come in. You've done some great things. Thank you. So let's touch just a minute on the commissioner role. You, you went from uh, school to in, eventually ended up as a commissioner. The commissioner's role, I think, is sometimes uh, misconcepted out in public that calls come in for you guys to fix everything in the county. And well, that's not always the case. Well, the, the simple explanation, and, and there's a, a great two and a half pages that explains the role of a commissioner. Um, you know, really the commissioner, they're not a legislator. They, they have to abide by Ohio Revised Code. Um, their role is really the business manager of the county with probably their most important role is the budget. But when, when you look at the, I believe, 13 elected officials in each county, um, there's a number of budgets. And the more those elected officials can work together and, and the ultimate authority, you know, balancing the budget, making the budget work may come back to the commissioners but they can't do it without the cooperation of the other elected officials. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, there was disagreement. There were people that there's always someone that thinks there's a better way, and there usually is, and, and usually we get there. But um, the challenge in that role is to get everybody singing the same song. Exactly. And, and, and uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it, it's interesting, though, and, and I will give in appreciation to my fellow elected officials as I had the opportunity to work with other commissioners across the state. Um, we were pretty blessed with a pretty good set of elected officials. And uh, there was more than once, I believe I could have traded uh, Sheriff Landers off and, and got, <laughs> got some pretty good rewards. You know, they, they'd want to trade their sheriff for our sheriff, but they never would kick enough in. Uh, <laughs> to make it to, worthwhile. To, yeah, to make it worthwhile. Uh, and I don't even know if Jason's a free agent. Um, so, uh, but but uh, we were the envy, and I'll pick on Jason, Sheriff Landers. Um, we were the envy of many counties because of our relationship. And, uh, you know, the, the sheriff's budget is roughly a third of our, yep. our county budget. But the real answer there is, what's the most important thing in your community? And it's safety. safety. Everybody wants to feel safe. Yep. And everybody wants to have that ability to trust their elected officials and trust the sheriff, trust the deputies. And uh, uh, Jason's done a magnificent job there. I agree. And, and, and he probably 
made my job or the commissioner's job much easier. And even when we didn't agree. Um, but you agreed to disagree. We agreed to disagree. And, and that's a great thing for moving forward. A great thing for moving forward. And, and I, there's other elected officials that did great job. But, yeah. um, you know, Jay, it was just funny because we'd go somewhere and uh, Jason is an imposing figure. You, <laughs> yes. you notice oh, him. Yeah. I, I've looked up to him for years. But um, We all have. <laughs> we, we'd go somewhere and, and uh there would be some frustration with some other commissioners, they, either with uh, a, a judge or a sheriff or an auditor, and and uh, we we have lots of compliments. And there's nothing that makes you real feel really good when they say, "Hey, we met your sheriff or we met your judge," and wow, you guys are so fortunate. Yeah, that's that's a neat feeling. Yeah, it is. So, at what point in your career, Roy, did you decide or or felt it was time to take another step forward to state representative? <laughs> I'm still not sure about that stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that was never a goal to go back to Columbus. And when I say back to Columbus, um, prior to being commissioner, uh, I had I'd worked with Ohio State University on a state extension board, uh, did a lot with 4-H. Um, you know, uh, between that and also was appointed to the state farm service agency board, um, which was a federal position. So... I, I was spending probably 30 days a year in Columbus. Okay. So I got pretty familiar with the area, um, spent a lot of time there, had a lot of interaction with folks there. It was a great opportunity. When I took on the commissioner role, I resigned most of those positions um, for conflict of interest in a time management. Sure. But, um, about that same time, the, the first child chose Andrew chose to go to Ohio State and for some reason all four boys ended up at Ohio State so uh, spent roughly the next 10 years with boys in college <laughs> yep. college down there and uh, when the last one when Matthew graduated I thought I'm done in Columbus that's enough uh, I, I won't have to go back there very often other than uh, what's needed for the commissioner's role but sure. um, when, when Craig decided not to run for that seat it become an open seat and uh there were a number of folks that, that reached out to me and said, you at least need to consider that. Um, and, and as commissioners, you know, we worked a lot with Defiance County and some with Putman and some with Van Wert. And we always discuss or, or there's many discussions on some good, some, some in frustration about our state rep and, and who should go there and, and represent us. And there's probably no better preparation for that state representative job than a commissioner. I would bet you're right. Be, because the commissioner gets to see a, a tremendous cross-section of the community, but they also work with the revised code, which is put in place by the legislators. So many times we get frustrated with those, what are those legislators thinking? Yes. They have no idea what they're doing. You know, we we see it from the commissioner's seat and, and either even the other elected officials. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they make a rule and it affects the recorder and the recorder's frustrated because they never reached out or they never talked to them. And, and sometimes there is not such good legislation. But um, back to answering your question, when Craig decided not to run, uh, people reached out. And, um, you, you know, when we have an opportunity and maybe this ties back in with our discussion on township trustees and. Uh, other elected officials, if you have an opportunity to go and change and make things better and you choose not to, that says you're sort of 
accepting of what we have. And I think we can do better. I, I think government really is a service business. And if we have the opportunity to make it better, we should take it. Um, I wasn't looking to go there. In fact, probably more the opposite. I didn't want to go there. Um, but that door was opened, and uh, we felt we should go that way. And you it, wanted to represent your values yeah, and ours. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I don't want to turn this into a campaign speech. That's not the purpose. But as, as I sort of looked at the opportunity to go, it's a representative position. You, you go there not to represent my personal things that I want to get done or a personal agenda. You go there to represent you and the listeners and uh, the young people, you know, the folks back yep. in this district. So you look at their values. You look at what they hold dear to their heart. And we have great values. We have great principles here, something worth protecting. And uh, and, and we are being assaulted on some of those values. Um, you know, I, I, I say, you know, what? it's pretty cool to be an old fuddy-duddy. Um, my boys sometimes say, Dad, you've been an old fuddy-duddy <laughs> forever. But um, you know what? That's sort of a compliment, yeah. Um, being an old fuddy yeah. daddy, and you reach that point when you realize it, don't you? And and one of those, uh, you know, the other things I talked about is we get referred to not only in in the Northwest Ohio but in the Midwest as flyover country. Yes, and most of those people that refer to us as flyover country, I'm sort of glad they're flying over and not coming here. Yep, because they don't represent what our values Correct. are. So going there, I I feel comfortable. I feel good representing Northwest Ohio. Paulding County, Van Wert County, Defiance County, Putnam County values. Um, we, we've got some great folks here. And, and I think, too, it helps uh, in, in your side, Roy, that the fact that and I'm at a lot of regional meetings myself for different uh, aspects of my job. But to Angie King, you know, originally from Paulding, representing to the south and, and Jim Hoops is great to work with to the east. And I, I think we've got a good core group there of people that help. You know, that's that's one of the. Uh, exciting or bright spots or uh, encouraging things is um, Western Ohio uh, in Northwest Ohio probably has um, some of the greatest folks to work with. Jim Hoops has been a uh, tremendous ally and, and years ago he was my representative when districts were slightly different. Um, Senator McCauley just excellent to work with and um, shares our values, uh, shares our principles um, Angie King, um, you know, we have become very, very good friends. And it's it's one of those things I, I remind her that um, she's Paulding County. Um, you know, she, she's regardless of who she's representing, yeah, re regardless of who she's representing. And, and we have some uh, good arguments of where God's country really is. But, um, you know, she shares those Paulding County values, Mercer County values, yep. Northwest Ohio yep. values. Um, you know, the funny, one of the funny stories you get, you got to share with it early in that, uh, redistricting, uh, mess, um, Mercer County was part of the 82nd district. So Angie and I were, uh, would be running against each other. And I, I was down the, uh, Mercer County, Mercer County central committee meeting, which was like enemy territory. Cause Angie, <laughs> yeah. Angie was she there. She was long in that. Yeah. She was their person. Yeah. And uh, I just told him, I said, Hey folks, um, we don't know what the maps are going to be. As far as we know, Angie and I could end up with offices beside each other. Guess lo what? and behold. Lo and behold, we yep. have offices beside <laughs> each other. Uh, yeah, you know, and the other thing is, 
we're so similar in our shared values. Um, you, you know, my first legislation become our first legislation. Yes. And uh, um, many times uh, uh, we discuss things because of our similar values that you can't discuss with just everybody and, and bounce ideas off each yeah. other. So um, Representative Hoop, Representative King, and uh, there's Susan Manchester to our, our uh Representing Manchester is Allen County, but, oh, okay. but part of, which includes oh, Del- yeah. Delphus. Um, we've got some really good folks up here. Awesome. Any uh, struggles or successes you want to share? Yeah, you know the <laughs> it's a different world down there, um, and, and a different world from the standpoint. Not everybody shares our values. Yep. Um, I, I guess you sort of know that going in, and, and in some cases, it really gets amplified, and and it can be very frustrating. You know, I, I, I've got a good friend that was a fellow commissioner uh, south of here and went to the house uh, a term ahead of me. And he he, sure, he sort of summed it up very well as he's also a farmer. And uh, he said, you know, when I was a farmer, um, I made the decision. We had an issue. We went and fixed it. And it was done. Yeah. And he, he at the commissioner role, you only got to convince one of the other two uh, that this is a great idea yep. and, and you go get it done. Um, down there, you know, you have to convince 49 other folks. Yeah. And it's just a much bigger, much slower moving machine. Um, I'm not used to that slow movement, but it may be good because they'd get a lot of stupid stuff done if it yeah. moved quickly. Sure. Um, so, so getting used to a different pace. Uh, when I hear a comment, uh, you know, we've been working on this legislation for six years, and they just got it done. That's slower than paint drying. Yeah. So, you know, the adage of watching paint dry, that's fast. <laughs> that, that's fast moving. So yeah, to get my head around that slow movement, yeah. um, I'm not there yet. Um, it's it's frustrating. It, it. it really is. But um, the other thing that I can't wrap my head around is in your role, you can wrap your head. And in farming, I can wrap my head around a million dollars. Yes. And most of our citizens can when you look at the prices of house yeah. and real estate. A um, million dollars is a lot of money. But when they start talking B, a billion dollars, um, I still cannot wrap my head yeah. around uh, that much money in, in our biennial budget uh, $80 billion, and, and it's um, so big, so complex, and so many things yeah, going so on. Yeah, so many and, different underlying lines, items in yeah, there. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think we'll do some good things down there. Um, my freshman classmates uh, on the Republican side, great group of conservative folks, um, want to do the right thing from across the state, and we could have a program just on them. Sure. Um, There's some really good folks that uh, will do some good things in Ohio. Um, it, it's it's good. You know, we've done some simple things that we can accomplish or close to accomplishing. The the more complex things, uh, you know, education, taxes. Uh, you know, I tell folks on taxes, and it's a big discussion right now uh, in personal income tax and uh, property tax, and there's a lot of folks upset, but. The best thing I can say is you got a sweater on and there's a thread on your sleeve and you think, hey, I'm going to get that thread off. And you pull that thread and your sleeve unravels. Yes. That's our tax code in Ohio. And it, it's complex. And when you start to do something, you affect 
six, eight, ten different other things. And when you try to unwind some of those decisions, you know, we want to say, why did they do that? 15, 20 years ago when they made that decision, it may have been the, may have been the correct decision for yeah. that day. Well, it's not for today, but you still have to unwind sure. um, that decision. And maybe the best analogy is, is uh, that Thanksgiving uh, Christmas time period when we eat the extra piece of pie. Um, and then come January, we got to work it off and, and get it, uh, lower our weight. You know, <laughs> there you go. Grab, let, become less gravitationally <laughs> yeah. challenged. But um, it's tough. It's a lot easier to eat the pie than it yeah. is to get, get rid of it. So our tax code is... Uh, it's complex, gotcha. and it's one of the things that we're trying to address and uh, getting a fair amount of phone calls because they don't like what's happening. Yeah. But um, if Ohio is going to be competitive, if we're going to attract businesses here and retain our businesses, if we're going to keep our young people here, if we're going to make our schools strong, um, some of the decisions aren't going to be painless. They're, they're not going to be fun. Um, one of my frustrations is sometimes I don't think we think long-term enough. Um, you know, the budget is biennial. It's two, yeah. two years. And when I see a decision being made that ties money up for two years, but then what happens after that two years? Yeah. Who's going to pay the bill? Um, sometimes we, and coming from a business world, yep. you're coming from a business yes. world, you don't make two-year plans. No. Your strategic plans start at five years. Correct. And and sometimes government just doesn't do a good job yeah. of that. Yeah. And in the meantime, you got some switching going on in elections that oh, yeah. helps you start set back, maybe not start over, but at least set you back yeah. as you're retraining and training again. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, I love to learn and uh, I'm drinking from a fire hose. As I, say. So, <laughs> I always said that too. Yeah. So, Roy, is there anything we left out here today? You know what? Um, I want to tell folks, uh, we if you're in Columbus, um, be sure and look me up. We'd love to see you. Um, if you have a concern or a question, um, we can't read your mind. Um, been married a long time and can't read her mind. But, uh, you know, reach out to me. Um, it's it's online. Uh, go to Ohio House of Representatives and just follow, follow the path. But um, maybe we can't do something about it. And maybe it's not something that uh, I can deal with, but we'll get you to the right place. Sure. And, and uh, I have great, great staff, and they're way smarter than me, and they do solve a lot of issues. And uh, that's the fun part of the job is, is somebody's got a frustration, whatever it is, and, and we can help out. That's, that makes me smile. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Roy, uh, thank you for being here today with us. We thank uh, our listeners for tuning in and checking out the Paulding County Business Weekly Podcast. You can find this and any other previous episodes anywhere you listen to your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We hope you were able to pull some valuable information from our conversation with Roy today. Uh, we always like to thank station manager Joe Barker for uh, keeping us on the air. We appreciate everything engineer uh, Terry Carwile does to make it sound uh, like this was a real smooth and easy process. We thank Tiffany Goings for and Ohio Means Jobs for uh, sponsoring this radio podcast and keeping us on the air. But, uh, Roy, we sure thank you for all of your time and efforts that you put in to uh, represent us and keep us Paulding County strong. 
Thank you for joining us for Paulding County Business Weekly. Be sure to join Economic Development Director Tim Copsey each week at this time right here on My102.7 FM. And if you miss an episode or want to hear this one again, just go to the My102.7 website and click on the PCBW logo. 